For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Patterns of Exile and Redemption in Genesis. This is part four of the series. Genesis chapter 15 verses 12 through 14. We can see also this pattern of exile and redemption. It is written, And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep, which is an allusion to spiritual slumber, fell upon Abram, and lo, a whore of great darkness, which alludes to exile, fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that your seed will be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, referring to exile, and shall serve them, meaning they're there because they're disobeying Torah, and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also, that nation whom they serve will I judge foreshadowing the judgment of the nations. And afterward they shall come out. That's being redeemed from those who persecuted them. And they'll come out with great substance. And the book From Exile to Redemption by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, volume 1, page 11, he explains that exile is likened unto deep sleep. In the time of the Beit HaMikdash, that is the temple. The Holy One, blessed be He, may be described metaphorically as awake. In the time of exile, He may be described metaphorically as asleep. Now, asleep here is associated as it relates to the God of Israel with the concept of hiding His face. And being awake is associated with he shines his face upon his people, or he reveals or he shows his face. Let's see how deep sleep is associated with spiritual slumber, because a deep sleep fell upon Abram. In Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, it is written, And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with your ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. So they're being told to perceive not and to shut their eyes. Deep sleep is associated with having your eyes closed. Isaiah chapter 29 verses 9 and 10. And you, when your eyes are closed, you're not spiritually seeing, which means you're not following Torah and you're not understanding who the Messiah is. Stay yourselves in wonder. Cry ye out and cry. They are drunken, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord has poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep and has closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the seers, has he covered. Spiritual slumber, deep sleep, eyes being closed. It continues on, Isaiah chapter 29, verses 11 and 12. And the vision of all has become unto you as the words of a book that
that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray. And he says, Well, I, I can't. It's sealed. And the book's delivered to one that's not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he says, I can't. I'm not learned. Great darkness is associated with exile. A great darkness fell upon Abram. Psalm 107, verses 10 and 11. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron. You're sitting in darkness because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High, meaning not following Torah. The Abrahamic covenant foreshadows all exiles. In the Midrash Rabbah, Genesis 44:17, and commenting about Genesis 15, verse 12, which says, It came to pass that when the sun was going down, lo, a dread, even a great darkness fell upon him. Dread refers to Babylon, as it is written. Then was Nebuchadnezzar filled with fury, Daniel chapter 3, verse 19. Darkness refers to media, which darkened the eyes of Israel with fasting and tribulation. Great refers to Greece. Fell upon him alludes to Rome, as it is written. The earthquakes at the noise of their fall, Jeremiah chapter 49 and verse 21. In the commentary on the Torah to Genesis by Moses, is Nachmanides, the Ramban, on page 203, he explains how the Abrahamic covenant foreshadows the judgment of the nations. That nation that made slaves of them will I judge. Genesis chapter 15, verse 14. The words then also include the kingdoms of the four exiles, which will be judged for having enslaved Israel. This is the language of Rashi. Just as I decreed exile and affliction for your children on account of sin, so will I be bring judgment upon the nation that will enslave them for the violence they will do to them. In Genesis chapter 15 verse 13, it is written, And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that your seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. Now, this 400 year time frame begins with the birth of Isaac. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 1, page 525, it explains how the 400 years of affliction that was told to Abraham starts with the birth of Isaac. It is with the birth of Isaac, 30 years after this covenant was made with Abraham, Abraham was seven. 70 at the time of the covenant and 100 at Isaac's birth that the 400 year calculation in this prophecy would begin. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 1, page 527, there's a mathematical explanation how the 400 years is from the birth of Isaac. It was not the period of time that the children of Israel were in Egypt. Rashi clarifies the chronology. The period of 400 years extends from Isaac's birth until the Exodus. This total is arrived at because Isaac was 60 years old when Jacob was born, Genesis 25, verse 26. Jacob, as he himself stated, Genesis chapter 47, verse 9, was 130 years old when he went down to Egypt, making a total of 190 years. They were actually in Egypt for 210 years, the numerical equivalent to the phrase in Hebrew, go down, making 400 years altogether. That phrase appears in Genesis chapter 42 verse 2. Rashi goes on to explain that the verse cannot intend to suggest that they were actually in Egypt for 400 years because Kohat, who accompanied Jacob to Egypt, he lived a total of 
130 years. Exodus chapter 6 verse 18. And his son Amron lived a total of 137 years. Exodus chapter 6 verse 20. And Moses was 80 years old when the children of Israel left Egypt. And so this calculates to 347 years. In the Art Scroll of Genesis volume 1 page 532, it explains that Moses is the fourth generation from Levi who is a son of Jacob who went to Egypt. The three generations involved in the Egyptian bondage are thus, Kohat, Amran, and Moses. The fourth generation, that is the children of Moses, were the ones who returned to the promised land. So these three generations don't make up 400 years. The 400 years begins with the birth of Isaac to the end of the Exodus. In Genesis in chapter 18, we have an account where we are told that there are three cakes that are mentioned here, which is a reference to Passover season. Genesis chapter 18, verse 6, 9 and 10, and verse 14. And Abram hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the earth. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto you according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Is anything too hard for the Lord? at the time appointed. In Hebrew, it is the word moed, which is the same word used for festival. At the festival, I will return unto you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 1, page 635, we're told when it mentions these three cakes, it's making an illusion that the time that this event happened in Genesis 18 is Passover. According to the Midrash, this occurred during what would later be Passover, and these cakes were unleavened bread, or matzot, which is also referred to in Exodus chapter 12, verse 39, as cakes of unleavened bread. Sodom was destroyed at Passover. Genesis chapter 19, verses 1 through 3, it is written, And there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in and I pray you into your servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet and you shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly and they turned in unto him and entered into his house and he made a feast and he did bake unleavened bread and they did eat. It's Passover season. So in the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 1, page 680, it is explained that Sodom was destroyed at Passover because it says and he made a feast for them and he baked matzot. This is the date that would later become Passover is the commentary of Rashi. So we have Sodom being destroyed at Passover which foreshadows that Egypt being judged at Passover season. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 1, page 700, it further goes on to explain how Sodom was destroyed at Passover. When Sodom was destroyed, Abram was 99 years old. Of the angels who visited Abraham, one was to destroy Sodom, and one announced that Isaac would be born one year later. Since Isaac was born when Abraham was 100, obviously he was 99 at the time of the 
destruction. Next, we're going to see from Genesis chapter 21 that Isaac was born at Passover. Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 through 3 and verse 6, it is written, And the Lord visited Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah, as he had spoken. You see the phrase, the Lord visited Sarah? That phrase, visited, is a Hebraic expression that means that the God of Israel is going to redeem his people. So, this is actually a prophecy that the God of Israel is going to redeem his people and it's associated with the birth of Isaac. What we're going to learn is the birth of Isaac is a prophecy of the birth of Zion in the end of days. And the birth of Zion in the end of days, the birth of the state of Zion in the end of days, is associated with God visiting his people. It's a sign that they're going to be redeemed. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time, at the Moed, of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Sarah said, God has made me to laugh so that all that hear will laugh with me. And the art scroll of Genesis, volume 1, page 640, we're told that Isaac was born at Passover. When it says, at this time next year, it was Passover. And on the next Passover, Isaac was born. That, it was exactly a year later, from the date of God's promise in Genesis 17:21 to Genesis 18:14 is deduced from the definite article at this time rather than the indefinite at a time. In the art scroll of Genesis volume 1 page 641, it goes on to explain how Isaac was born at Passover. Isaac's birth all agree that he was born on the first day of Passover. This can be seen in the Talmud and Rosh Hashanah 11 a. The redemption of Zion is likened unto laughter, which is the Hebrew word for Isaac or Yitzhak. We can see this in Psalm 126, verses 1 and 2, as it is written. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter. It's the word Yitzhak. So the redemption of Zion is associated with Zion, and it's associated with laughter. And our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord has done great things for them. In the book From Exile to Redemption, Volume 1, page 11, by Rebbe Menachem Schneerson, he explains from Psalm 126, verse 1, that redemption is like a dream, and it's associated with Isaac. The time of exile has been likened to a dream. When God will return the exiles of Zion, we will have been like dreamers. In the book Sound the Great Shofar, page 131, Rebbe Menachem Schneerson explains that the name Isaac foreshadows the redemption. Joseph, or Yosef, and Isaac, or Yitzhak, foreshadow the redemption. Significantly, each of these Hebrew names embodies an allusion to the forthcoming era of the redemption. In describing that era, the prophet Isaiah states, God will again, the Hebrew word is Joseph, extend his hand a second time to take possession of the remnant of his people. Similarly, the name Yitzhak, literally he will laugh, was first given in connection with an occasion for laughter. And it is in the era of redemption that true happiness will be experienced 
experience. As in the verse, then will our mouths be filled with laughter. This is Psalm 126. The birth of Isaac foreshadows the birth of Zion. Isaiah chapter 66 verse 8 and Isaiah chapter 66 verse 14 it is written, Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? A nation is being born at once. When is it happening? As soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. So the nation of Zion is in travail and it's being born during tribulation. What happens after the nation of Zion is born after tribulation? Isaiah chapter 66 verse 14. And when you see this, that is the birth of Zion, your heart shall rejoice and your bones shall flourish like a herb. And the hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants and his indignation toward his enemies. His hand will be known to his servants. That's redemption. And indignation toward his enemies. That's the judgment of the nations. So with the birth of the state of Zion comes the judgment of the nations and the redemption of his people. The birth of the state of Zion happens during the tribulation. Zion or Zion means a sign. In Isaiah 66 verse 8 it says, For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. The word Zion is the Strong's number 6726. And in the Strong's definition, it says that Zion is the same as 6725. 6725 is the Hebrew word Zion, and Zion means a sign. Both of these words, Zion and Zion, share the same common Hebrew letters. That is the Zadi, the Yod, the Vav, and the final Nun. The difference in the two words are the vowel pointings, and in the biblical text, there are no vowels. So both Zion and Zion would be spelled the same. So Zion means a sign. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 15, 17, and verses 20 and 21, we're told that the sign to Ephraim to return back to the land of Israel is the birth of the state of Zion. Jeremiah 31, verse 15, Thus says the Lord, A voice was heard in Ramah, Rachel, reaping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. There is hope in your end, says the Lord, that your children shall come again to their own border. Is Ephraim my dear son? Jeremiah 31 verse 21. The King James says set up waymarks. But this is the Hebrew word zion, which means a sign. So it's being told about Ephraim returning back to the land, which brings comfort to Rachel. Set you up Zion. The sign to return back to the land is the birth of the state of Zion, which is foreshadowed in the birth of Isaac because it was said in Genesis 21 one, that the Lord visited Sarah, which is a code word for redemption. So the birth of Isaac is associated with redemption. The state of Zion is born during the tribulation. In Revelation chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it is written, And there appeared a great sign in heaven. Zion. There appeared a great Zion in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun. I believe that this could be an allusion. The sun is an allusion to Roman Christianity. And the moon, an allusion to Islam. Under her feet and upon
upon her head a crown of 12 stars. So with the birth of Zion comes the Messianic era when Messiah rules and reigns and the house of Jacob is above all nations and we have no more Roman Christianity and Islam in the earth and their influences. That's why the sun and the moon is under her feet, under the feet of Zion. She has dominion over the sun and the moon. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered, foreshadowing that the birth of the state of Zion is during the tribulation period. This is going to conclude this teaching on the patterns of exile in redemption from the book of Genesis, covering Genesis chapter 1 through 24. And in this session, we saw how Adam in the Garden of Eden, that he was commanded to guard and protect it, which means to follow Torah. But instead of guarding the commandments of the God of Israel, he sinned. He ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and this caused him to be exiled. This foreshadowed the exile of the nation of Israel into the nations of the world. And the marriage between Adam and Eve in the garden, it foreshadowed exile and the redemptive work through Yeshua the Messiah. As a result of Adam's sin, he was exiled out of the garden in Genesis chapter 3, verse 24. But the way of restoration would come about through circumcision or a circumcised heart through the redemptive work of Yeshua the Messiah. Noah and him being drunk from and after planting a vineyard foreshadows exile and redemption because the prophecy ultimately is that Canaan would be cursed and that Japheth would dwell in the tents of Shem. This is redemption and this is dwelling in the land of Israel and Canaan representing the nations of the world who would be judged in the redemption of the God of Israel's people. Then we saw a detailed look at the life of Abraham and how the events that happened in his life foreshadowed the events that would happen to his descendants. Abraham went to Egypt and Pharaoh took Abraham's wife and ultimately God of Israel brought a plague upon Pharaoh. That is judgment. And thus Pharaoh said, take her and go. That foreshadowed the children of Abraham going down into Egypt and God of Israel by judging Egypt, bringing them out of Egypt and bringing redemption unto them. We are told that when Abraham came out, he came out with great wealth. The children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, they came out with great wealth. We're told that the promise to Abraham is that his descendants would be as the stars of the sky, the sand of the sea, and as the dust of the earth. This is also the same terminology that's used in the future for the nation of Israel and their redemption and associated with the prosperity and blessing of the Messianic era. Abraham, he had to go rescue his family, Lot, from the kings who had taken him captive. This is a prophecy and a foreshadowing of the judgment of the nations and a prophecy of the God of Israel redeeming his people after the judgment. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed at Passover. This is a prophecy that the God of Israel would judge the nations, and in this case, Egypt, at Passover and bring out his people. Then we looked at the birth of Isaac as being a prophecy and a foreshadowing in the end of days of the birth of the state of Zion and the God of Israel redeeming his people. So we can see that 
that it's a major theme and subject of the book of Genesis that the God of Israel is communicating this pattern of his people being exiled, judging the nations, and through him judging the nations who took them captivity, that he would be bringing redemption unto his people. We will look at the second part of the book of Genesis and how we have this foreshadowing and pattern of exile and redemption in our next session. Well, that's going to conclude part four of the series on the subject, Patterns of Exile and Redemption in Genesis. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.